Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. Probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance. This is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. We changed up the scenery a little bit. The hat now matches the logo. Welcome to Good Patriot Realty sponsored The Real Estate Connection. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me again today on another podcast as we dive into different aspects of real estate, whether you're a homeowner, uh, a renter, or thinking about buying or thinking about selling. Um, This is everything related to real estate and what you might run across in the world of real estate. And again, sponsored by Good Patriot Realty. Oh, there it is. A salute to home ownership. Uh, If you have any questions about real estate related items or issues, please feel free to give Stephen Thayard a call at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And if you're new to the podcast and you want to find out where to find us, there's a graphic on screen for those that are watching live. For those who are not, you can find The Real Estate Connection on Apple Podcasts. And now we have expanded to Spotify and iHeartRadio. So just look for the logo over there. The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Thayard. You'll see a picture of a guy in a cowboy hat. Uh, It's gray instead of black uh, with a gray jacket and a blue shirt. Pretty easy to find. Colors red, white, and blue. God bless America. All right, let's jump into this thing uh, and get this party started. So we are talking about the topic Is solar the right choice for you? Now, if you've been in California, it's been uh, a little bit of a colder winter than we had last year. And you may have been noticing that your uh, PG&E bill has been going up. That's right. It's been going up. Um, Rates have increased over time. And people are just using it a lot more uh, for uh, heating uh, this this winter than we did last year. And uh, I was on a, a very popular uh, website called Nextdoor. And uh, there was a thread that was exceptionally long talking about the increase in the amount of bills that our people are paying over this winter that they haven't seen in a long time. It has to do with an increase in rates, uh, electric, and um, also with gas. Um, that are causing these uh, electric bills or those Pacific gas and electric bills to go up. So the question comes to mind, how do I manage that? How do I keep my bills lower besides not running electricity in the house or not running uh, the, uh, the heat in the house and putting on jackets and sweaters? As you can see, I'm dressed today in my in-home studio. I'm wearing a thermal and a pullover jacket because it's a little bit cool in the house. Um, but how do we save on energy costs? And so what has been the de facto uh, way of saving has been solar and solar panels. But is it the right choice for you? Now, it is uh, said to be clean energy. 
um, where uh, you're not burning fossil fuels in order to generate the electricity for your home. And if you're living in a very sunny area, you could actually potentially maybe make some money by selling power back to the grid. Um, and you are having plenty of electricity to run your house off of from generating it yourself on your own roof. But does it make its sense for you? So here's some questions that you should probably ask yourself as you're making this decision about getting into solar. One, so electricity is only one component of your overall utility bill associated with owning a home. You also have the gas component or propane, depending on where you live. So I know there's some places that are rural where you have a propane tank in your yard and you have to get that filled up and you're using that to burn, um, uh, uh, to heat up your house, uh, to burn fire, to get heat up your house and your furnace, or you're connected to um, uh, the um, gas line. I don't know what it is about me today. I'm a little bit slow. So let's get a, all right, here we go. All right, let's do this again. Also, you're gonna have a water and a sewer bill that adds to your overall utility bill. And next there's telecommunications, cable, and internet, right? So you have all of these bills that make up your utilities for your house of, of a component of one of them is electricity. And so solar only covers the electricity part, port, part or portion of your bill, of your overall utility bill. So a good thing to do is if you have your bills for a 12 month period, is to add up <clears throat> what the electricity portion of that bill is to see if it makes up a strong enough component of your overall utilities to see whether or not um, it would make sense for you to go through uh, purchasing solar and putting it on your house. You also have to ask your questions, how big is your family? Um, are you a young family where you're gonna have children in the house for a long period of time? Or are you an older, more mature family where the children are about to move out and so the costs are gonna drop because there's only gonna be you and your uh, partner, and your spouse in the house? Um, how long do you plan to stay in the home before you put that sort of investment into your property? Is your roof in good shape, right? Because if you're gonna put solar on and uh, your roof needs work, it may you may it may be more expensive than you think because you're going to have to have a solid uh, platform in order to put the solar on, meaning your roof does it need to be replaced or repairs repaired? And do you have a large enough roof for the solar panels? And do you have enough sunshine? Now the solar companies will always give you this type of additional data, and they will come out and do an estimate for free because they're looking to make a sale. And so they're going to invest a certain amount of time into you before you sign any contracts. Plus, you're going to want to know for yourself whether or not you have enough sunlight or your house is positioned correctly uh, with your roof in order to accept the panels and to generate electricity. So those are the first steps that you would generally want to go through before you determine whether or not you're going to move forward with solar at all. Find out how much your electric bill is for the year. Uh, determine if you have a roof that's fit for solar and then how many people are going to be in the house moving forward and whether or not it makes sense, right? That's just from a basic economic perspective. Then once you did make the determination that you want to go ahead and move forward with solar, the shopping begins. And so this portion of the podcast, we're going to switch gears and talk about how to shop for solar because there are some implications 
in your decision making that are going to affect you long term based on what you decide. All right. So one, solar is a big ticket item like shopping for a car, right? You don't purchase the first one you see off of the lot. You need to compare maybe two, three, four service provider providers for the following types of issues. The equipment provided, uh, solar panel brands and models. Some are better than others. Each model has specifications related to size, design, efficiency, durability, and warranty, right? You're going to want to ask all of those questions and then do some research on your own on the internet to, to find out based on what the solar, pro uh, the solar panel provider is going to give you, whether or not it's the quality and the longevity that you're looking for, okay? So each specification affects the quality of a solar panel. For instance, inverters. Solar panel panels capture solar energy as direct current, right? But almost all households run on alternating current. So there's three types of inverters that cap that convert the direct current into alternating current so that you can use it in your house. So the most efficient inverters are more expensive and cheapest inverters have issues when a panel is shaded or panels are facing in multiple directions, all right? So you need to take that into account. What type of inverters um, will the solar company provide as part of the installation? Ask the questions and then do your research about them to make sure that you're getting the best um, and the most efficient type of inverters so that you're using the uh, electricity efficiently. efficiently. There's also financing options. So you can either pay up front with cash to purchase your solar panels from the solar company, or you can get a loan, either a home equity line of credit or a personal loan um, to make uh, the, the purchase outright so that you own the solar panels, right? And so, so you need to make sure the loan payment is smaller than your cost saving from installing the solar system. So that's very important, right? So if you're gonna go out and get a loan and um, then your payments for that loan to buy the solar panels are gonna be higher than your electricity um, uh, bill would be, then it may not make sense because you're still outlaying money for your electricity even though you have solar. Um, so you have to do the math, you have to do the math. All right, so there's first, you can purchase it. And then second, you can do a solar lease. And then third, you can do what's called a power purchase agreement. So we've talked about purchasing, which is what I personally recommend, right? You don't have any issues. You own it outright. It increases the value of the home from a real estate perspective. And there's no encumbrances, meaning no liens associated with your property by doing a lease or a power purchase agreement. But you need to understand how they all work. So we're going to go through what a solar lease might look like from a solar company who's getting ready to sell you solar. So solar leases, sometimes that means zero down. So when you're walking through a store, whether it's um, Costco or um, Home Depot or Lowe's, and there are people in there talking to you about solar or people are knocking on your door about solar and they're saying zero, it costs you nothing to get the solar, right? Well, that could be true because at that point, we're probably talking about a solar lease or a power purchase agreement. And with a solar lease, you would have zero down sometimes, meaning no money down to get into it. Now, 
The issues with a solar lease are as follows. You don't actually own the solar system. Number two, you agree to pay a fixed monthly rent or lease payment, which is calculated using the estimate amount of electricity the system will produce in exchange for the right to use the solar energy system, right? So they have a calculation and it's based on how much the solar uh, is going to uh, produce and how much you're gonna use. Now with a solar lease, you can expect to save somewhere between 10 to 30% on electricity um, versus what you're paying now. Now these numbers are a little bit old um, because I originally pulled this data about a year and a year and a half ago and the cost of electricity has gone up. So these numbers may reflect uh, maybe 5% higher. So it could be 10, 15% to 35%. And then the length of a lease usually averages between 20 to 25 years. Um, and then at the end of the lease, they usually have a clause that says you can buy the system at the end or have the owner of the system come and remove it, meaning the solar company that leased it to you can come out and remove it. Now, with a solar lease, um, even though you can purchase it at the end, you know, technology is always improving. And so 20, 25 years from now, if you're still in the property, right, um, you may not want to keep it. Um, technology may have improved and there may be other ways to save money with electricity and it may be worth your while to just have them come out and remove it. Now, what is the difference between a lease and a power purchase agreement? <clears throat> Excuse me. Power purchase agreement. Um, similar to a lease, they're sometimes zero money down. And similar to a lease, you do not own the solar system. Similar to a lease, which I did not mention before, was that the third party owner maintains the system. Meaning, if you buy the solar system outright and you own it, you're responsible for the maintenance. It's just like anything else that you own, whether it's a car, a boat, a motorcycle or a house, if you own it outright, you're responsible for the maintenance. But if you're renting, whether it's a house or um, a solar system, the person who actually has title and ownership to the property is required to maintain it. Now, with a solar power purchase agreement, instead of paying to rent the solar panel system, you agree, agree to purchase the power generated by the system at a per kilowatt price. That means you're basically engaging a different electric company other than Pacific Gas and Electric for your electricity, and it would be the solar company. So you're paying a fixed rate, usually negotiated at the time of the power purchase agreement, <clears throat> and it could be variable. It could go up in time. It could stay flat. You have to do your homework and talk to the person about it. Um, they could have teaser rates that for the first couple of years, it's lower and then gradually increases. So um, there's all kinds of little uh, pitfalls uh, that you could fall into if you're not careful with a power purchase agreement. Again, you can usually expect to save 15 to 35% on your electric bill. So you need to make sure that it makes sense for you. If the savings isn't high enough and you're locked into a 25 year or 20 year agreement, it may not be worth it if you don't plan on being in the home for that long. 
And then also with a, a, a solar lease, normally you can buy the system at the end or have the owner of the system come and remove it. Now, from a real estate perspective, in regards to a lease and to a power purchase agreement, you need to be very careful. Whoever you decide to do business with, one of the questions that you absolutely must ask is, do they have a dedicated department for the transfer of the lease or the power purchase agreement to a new owner should you decide to sell your property in the future? This is important because when you get a solar lease or a power purchase agreement, the solar company attaches a lien to your home. And when you sell your property, that lien has to be removed in order for you to transfer title. And normally within the clause of a power purchase agreement or a solar lease, the solar company requires that the new owner of the home sign on to the agreement that you signed in the very beginning, which can become an issue if the person purchasing your home does not want the same contract that you have negotiated or they do not want the solar on the house. Then you have to look at other clauses as to whether or not you could uh, suspend the agreement early and have it removed. Is there a clause in there that says if you don't perform for the full length of time, you're required to purchase it outright? There are just different pitfalls and traps in a solar lease and a power purchase agreement that you need to be aware of. Also, if you are selling back electricity to the power company, no matter who it is, whether it's Pacific Gas and Electric or Southern Edison or anywhere else in the United States, you need to be watching how much they're paying you for the electricity you're selling them and whether or not those rates are going up or down over time. In certain areas of the country, they're going down over time, which means you're making less money as you're powering the grid for the electric company. And if they keep going down until it reaches zero, you could be giving electricity to the grid as a good citizen um, and not making any money off of it while they're still charging you for using their electricity. So you have to look at solar from a holistic perspective. Yes, um, it does not produce any fossil fuel issues. You're getting electricity directly from the sun and it's powering your home. But in the contracts that you pick, how you acquire it, where it's installed, how long you're going to be in the property, what your electric bills are currently today, um, and what they'll be in the future based on how many people are living in the house or not living in the house, you have to look at it for you specifically 
so that you know whether or not it makes sense for you. So that is it for solar. If you have any questions or want to discuss um, how to go about looking at it and you don't remember some of the things that were brought up, you can either replay this and go to Apple Podcasts. And I just put the graphic on screen for those that are watching this. Um, or you can go to Spotify or iHeartRadio and uh, you can find the logo um, with red, white, and blue for the Real Estate Connection. Just uh, type in the name. You should be able to find it and listen to it again. Or you can give me a call personally at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. I'd be happy answer any questions or provide guidance in regards to uh, solar and whether or not it's right for you guys. All right. So I appreciate you guys uh, dropping in. Hey, the real estate market is starting to uh, pick up a little bit. Um, we're seeing more people come in for loan applications uh, in the industry. Um, you're seeing more activity on websites and people searching for homes. It is the spring selling season. Will, that will officially kick off after the Super Bowl on February 12th. Um, and so that's part of it. Inflation is easing a little bit, and there's talk in the news about interest rates starting to come down if they're not already coming down already. So if you're at all interested about real estate for you personally, whether it's selling or buying, give me a call, 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. California DRE number 01700019 for the California Department of Real Estate. All right. And before we go, we're going to leave you with this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So thank you for joining me again on another episode of the Real Estate Connection podcast. God bless you. God bless the United States of America and have a fantastic day. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Real Estate Connection with your host and broker with Good Patriot Realty, Stephen Thayard. Goodbye. Take it easy. So long. Love you guys. We're out. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal DRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.